I felt so strongly about it that I gave everything up. Mm. Right. So like I'd lost like my house, my job, my family. Um, yeah. I'm getting a little emotional talking about it again, mm. but uh, it was a really dark time in my life. Like for, for a couple of months, like I didn't want to be here anymore. Like I was like ready and planning on leaving. Right. And uh, I had like a, a, a dark night of the soul and I had like spiritually something really incredible happen to keep me from doing that. Like, I believe that like my mom has passed away and she came and gave me a really big sign that I shouldn't be doing that. Mm. And to make a different decision. Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. All right. So welcome to the show today. I have a very special guest today. uh, She's named Christine Meyer. And Christine and I met in our pause breathwork program. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember, were we in a breakout room or a, did we have like a one-on-one? I think we had a, we were in a breakout room for sure. And when we first started talking to each other, I needed help with my Google stuff. And we were like the tech guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so glad you're here. So glad. Yeah. I'm just excited to chat with you. And to be here. Yeah. So if you just want to start, just give us a little intro on however that looks like for you, whatever you want to share to start out. Okay. Well, my name's Christine Meyer. I have been born and raised in Vancouver, Canada. Um, I am a breathwork facilitator. Um, and yeah, I've just been like working on starting my business and like my like physical healing in the last like six months after we've graduated from pause. And I just completed the advanced level two uh, breathwork certification with pause as well. In August, I went down to San Diego and worked with Sam in person. And it was so amazing. So amazing. Mm. Yeah. um, Let's see here. Um, Yeah. Before I was going to school with you, I actually was in school before too. Right. I had at, taken the course last April. I was supposed to be in the, in the April cohort, but then I had a, an injury that happened to me and I couldn't continue. So I got to defer my course and take it again in October. That's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know, has your energy always been so calming? Um, I think it's been off and on. I don't think it's ever been this um, amplified before. Okay. 
now that I've really done so much work to getting myself into alignment and regulate my nervous system, I think that my, my like aura (laughs) is, is a lot different than it used to be. Mm. Right. I used to um, actually really have struggle with anxiety and depression, especially like as a teenager and in my twenties. Right. And like after like traumatic episodes or traumatic events that happen to people, like most people do experience um, anxiety, depression, like low times in their life, like just like everyone else. And I found the right people. Like I kind of like just like surrendered and I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. Mm -hmm. And the right people showed up in my life to guide me. And then I also took the right action to move forward and took chances to move forward to improve my life and like just improve my baseline. So I want to talk to you about surrender for a minute. Um, Because I feel like I'm at that place where Mm -hmm. I've been fighting. I'm like, I'll figure this out. I'm just like, I've been doing the things. And then the surrender piece for me, it, it was more than just like a, a thought of surrender. It, I had to, I had, all of my actions had to be like, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. Help. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. so scary. So I'm wondering, was that all true for you? Was there fear there? Yeah. Yeah. There was um, quite a bit of fear there. Um, when I'd say probably it, I really did surrender last year, like in 2022, I I had like a full like moment of just giving, giving up to a higher power um, and asking like God to save me or show me or heal me or whatever at the point. Cause I was just so um, like, like underground, so lost, right? Last last year in uh, 2022 or in 2021, I had like lost my job and um, my family didn't talk to me for a really long time because of like all the medical decisions that were happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my decision was different than my family's and different than most of societies. And uh, it, I, it, I felt so strongly about it that I gave everything up. Mm. Right. So like I'd lost like my house, my job, my family. Um, Yeah. I'm getting a little emotional talking about it again, Mm. but uh, it was a really dark time in my life. Like for, for a couple of months, like I didn't want to be here anymore. Like I was like ready and planning on leaving right and uh i had like a, a a dark night of the soul and i had like spiritually something really incredible happen to keep me from doing that like i believe that like my mom has passed away and she came and gave me a really big sign that i shouldn't be doing that mm. and to make a different decision And 
when that happened, I was so moved and I hadn't really seen much of her. <laughs> I wasn't really there yet, like spiritually, like about the other side. And I was so surprised and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to seek help. So I seeked help. I talked to people about how I was feeling and I threw everything I could at it. And like, I changed my diet, like, because sometimes like depression can be caused in your gut, right? Cause that's where your serotonin is made. So I went on like a very, uh, intense, like a gut reset with a traditional Chinese doctor. Mm. Um, I seek with my counselor. I, I talked to a counselor and hypnotherapist. Um, I started going to meditation circles with women, even though we weren't supposed to be meeting up at the time. So I had a started having a sense of community and being around other people again, because I was so isolated for so long in my province. Like I wasn't even allowed to have guests in my own home. Mm. It was so strict here. I wasn't allowed in my gym. I wasn't allowed in restaurants. I wasn't allowed to do anything. I was very, very isolated for a long time. So adding all those things into my life, I started going to acupuncture. Like I threw everything I could at it that I was allowed to do at the time. And all those thoughts went away and they were gone. And I had this immense sense of relief. And I was like, wow, like feeling that peace on the other side was so freeing. And I felt so much lighter and I'm like, okay, great. I'm not wasting this. So I started like moving on with my life. I found a gym that would let me in, even though I wasn't allowed there. I started like going for walks every day outside. I started hiking. Um, I found communities start to show up for me too, that were, was like-minded as me as well, which was incredible. Yeah. And so I've never had that type of thought or feeling ever since it's gone, completely gone. And I feel that now that if, even if it did, I do know what to do. Mm. I have like the tools and the knowledge of how to um, like remove it almost. Cause now looking at that now, I can see that that wasn't even my voice. It was like something else's voice in my head, you know, like a part of me that's not really me. Right. And I'm so, so grateful. I never gave up. And that's when I found pause too. Mm. It, I'd already loved breath work like before, but I'd forgotten about it. And um, when I was in one of the circles, um, we were doing a little bit of breath work there. And we were doing like these things called a bija mantra. It's where you sing like all the chakras uh, notes right? You sing them out loud, right? And I could sing them for so long. Like it was probably, we're in a circle of like 14 women and we all had our eyes closed mm. and we were singing the, the notes, right? And I would go like 45 seconds, 50 seconds longer than everyone else. And everyone, I could feel everyone like opening their eyes, staring at me. And I'd like start to go red. I'm like getting embarrassed, but I just keep on going because I wanted to see how far I could go. And at the end of it, um, one of the women were like, you should try breath work. Like, Cause at the time I was un unemployed and I didn't, um, I could, I wasn't really employable at, in my province. Right. And I was like, oh, like facilitating breath work. I'm like, wow, like that's, 
something that I, I loved Sam already before that and had done her like like recordings and I'd heard of like the courses, but I'm like, oh, that's not for me. Mm. You know, that was, but that was like 20, 2021 me saying that. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go listen to Sam's podcast. Cause I hadn't listened to it for like a year. Probably I listened to it. And then she's like, okay, a cohort starting in three weeks. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I should apply. And so then I applied and I got in and I had the money and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. <laughs> I didn't know, really know what I was even getting into at the mm. time. Because <laughs> when you go into that course, you don't realize the inner work that you do mm. <laughs> to become a breathwork facilitator. It's actually quite intense in mm -hmm. that course, mm -hmm. right? If I felt like if you don't have the the right outside support, like it, it might be a little bit difficult to do all that inner work alone. Right. Um, and so that was just amazing. Like uh, I was really enjoying my, myself going to the, during to the course and that was in April, 2022. And uh, then uh, <laughs> do you know the story yet, Josh or no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then after, uh, after I was in the course for a few, a couple months, like two months, it's just before the force. And, um, I came into, I don't really tell the exact whole story because some people, if they listen to this, they might be quite triggered by the violence of it. Right. Cause I find that when I tell this story, people are very shocked. Right. Um, but I will tell you, tell the story without the, without the violent part. Right. Um, so I was, um, out somewhere and I had just had surgery like four days before that. And so I wasn't really doing much. I was just like sitting and I was at like a lounge type of place and, uh, a few like guys came in. It wasn't that busy, right? A few, a few guys came in that were not, not, they gave me a really bad feeling. Like my gut was like, uh, I like was feeling a lot of anxiety and I was like, oh no, you're fine. It's okay. Like, don't worry. Uh, but they later on, like in an hour later, they ended up getting in a huge fight and there's about three, like massive, like football size player guys. And they hit me really hard and snapped my knee. Like, so like, like to the, like, to the wrong way. And I had I, I got trampled and it was not good. It was really scary and really traumatic. Um, I ended up needing surgery um, and I was in the hospital for almost a month and I was in a wheelchair for two months after that. Um, so that's when I couldn't take, the, I just stopped uh, taking my breath work course and I had to actually stop everything because I couldn't do anything for myself anymore. Like I couldn't shower myself or cook for myself or anything. It was a moment of pure stillness and I had no choice but to, to be still at the time. And um, it was like, it was not, it was not fun. It was very traumatic. I had quite a bit of PTSD after that. I couldn't sleep for a long time. I had probably like up to like five panic attacks a day. 
after because of, uh, yeah, just, and also being in the hospital too. And if that was not a fun time, but <clears throat> I, again, I kept on going, right? So after I was out of the wheelchair, I was in my crutches and I started going to rehab right away and driving right away. Like I just, I, I didn't want to be stuck anymore because I had been stuck for, for so long before. Right? I just like, like, I was like, no, no, no way. No, I'm not giving up. Mm-hmm. And I took my course again <laughs> and I graduated from my breathwork certification. And oh, I just have like met the most incredible people. I have the most incredible mentors and coaches now. And I really took that time to heal and to like heal all of like my, my old wounds too. Like I got to go through so many different layers and just shed and shed and remember and remember and shed and shed and remember and remember. I'm still doing it. But at this, this point, my baseline is like mostly happy right? Um, before I couldn't say the same before my baseline was hopelessness and probably is the way to describe it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, things are so, so crazy now. Like looking at back at it, I thought it was so bad. Like it was such a terrible thing. This thing happened to me and I'm like the victim and they weren't sorry. And I didn't get any like compensation for it. Like no one got arrested, like nothing happened. And I was like, this is like, like I'm, I'm the victim. Right. And that's where I was stuck. Mm. And I've really got to dig down deep and I have forgiven all of them without apologies. Right. Just for my own self and let go of all of that anger. Right. But I had to feel the anger first. Mm. Mm. <laughs> which was so new for me, right? Anger is something that I was not, oof, like, no, 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 that's no touching anger, right? Before, and I got to let it come and like process it for a couple months. And I had a few outbursts, I will admit, it did happen, but like I got, I got to like repair it after. And now I just, when I feel the anger, I now I know it's just a boundary that's coming up for me instead of it just being, something I don't trust. It's really powerful, really powerful. And see here, I was getting at for the, for the forgiveness part too. So forgiveness, like first I had to forgive myself because I blame myself for even being there. Right. And then I could forgive them. Like I wrote them all like letters. I didn't give to them, but I wrote them letters, angry letters. And then I wrote them forgiveness letters. And that was so cathartic for me. It really worked. I read ton, tons of books when I was when I was out too. So that was really amazing. I've like, I'm an avid reader. I love reading. And so I got to read some really amazing books. And oh, I have a really funny story. Like before, at, at the hospital when I when I came, before I went into my surgery, my my actually my family came back into my life after my leg got broken which was really nice I'm really grateful for it 
Um, but my sister showed up at the hospital um, with her friend and they were like at a stagette and they had matching outfits on like matching sweatsuits. And before, like, I was like someone that was like constantly doing stuff. Like I had worked three jobs. I was like going, going, going all the time. And they both of their sweatshirts and sweatpants when they came into the hospital room and they saw me, it said the universe says to relax. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not the right time for this message because I was really upset, but I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I was going to be on my back for like two months after that, but <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Thank um, you for listening. Yeah, it felt like um, you were speaking to me in many ways, uh, like in different areas of my life where I'm at right now. And so I was like, oh, she's speaking to me. And so um, I was like, oh, I want to ask her about that. I want to ask her about that. Um, this understanding of trust is alive in me. Um, this trusting God mm -hmm. it is, is a, it felt like I was trying, like my wounded self was trying to take care of everything mm -hmm. that I didn't want to trust myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to trust others mm -hmm. and I didn't want to trust God. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. so that I'm in the middle of all that right now. So I'm wondering, um, well, and, and connecting trust with, have you seen the um, movie onward? Mm -mm, no. Okay. So it's like a cartoon, mm -hmm. um, of two brothers and it, it's kind of the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And so magic was on the earth and then technology came and so they stopped needing magic and they were doing like they were like look we just have a light switch so we don't we no longer need magic to light the fire mm -hmm. so magic slowly faded away mm -hmm. but the older brother was like no magic is still here and the mm -hmm. younger brother's like you're crazy we don't you know there's no magic and so they go on this adventure yeah. and it, it's it's such a great great show but there's one scene where there's a, a ravine it's like a hundred feet wide and the bro the older brother's like there's an invisible bridge right there and you can't you know you can't see it and the younger brother's like looking at it and he's like watch I'll I'll tie a rope around your waist I'll stand on the edge and I have you and you just need to believe mm -hmm. and take a step Mm -hmm. And so he believed and it went solid and he took the step and then he did it again. And he's like, yeah. woohoo. And yes. he has all this confidence. And then he took yeah. another step and he, it didn't hold him and he started to fall. And the brother's like, you have to believe with every step. Mm -hmm. And so then he starts going, he keeps going, keeps going. And then the rope comes undone from the brothers, the younger brother's waist and falls. And he's like holding the older brothers holding it. And he's like, uh Oh, <laughs> you know, and now the older brother has to believe too. 
And so he's like, keep going and don't look back. <laughs> and so he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's, he's almost to the end and he looks back and he sees like the brother holding the rope and he looks down and he starts freaking out, even though he had gone across like whatever, 60 steps of yeah. belief, belief, belief. And he suddenly, that rope was like fake fake belief, false belief. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so he lost belief just because the rope was gone. So he had to lunge and grab the edge and he survived. But I feel like I'm that right now that there, it doesn't make logical sense. And I'm taking these steps on the invisible bridge. So I'm wondering if, and, and that's where trust comes in, right? So I'm wondering if you had in any of your adventures of discovering your magic mm -hmm. have you needed to cross that invisible bridge yeah yes i think i'm still crossing it too <laughs> i th i now i believe that that invisible bridge is what life is mm. right like um whether you call like god god or the universe or source like to me it's all the same the same thing right um, but like God does not show you your path before you take it. Mm. You have to take it the steps first before he shows you. And that's not just for one, one necessarily one episode or one epic of your journey. That's the entire journey. Mm. And just living in this trust that um, I've got me the like the god's got me the sky's got me the ocean's got me the earth has got me right um that knowing like in your soul is what trust is mm. and that's what surrender is too Yeah. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Mm. Yeah. Um, every new mindset change I make, every old one I let go of, um, every new move I make in my business, every relationship, old relationship I let go of that doesn't serve me anymore, every new one I make. Yeah. It's like, it's so much bigger than us. It's really vast. When you tap into it, it's like all around us, on top of us, underneath us, everywhere in us. Right. And like pretending like it's not there or not knowing that it's there or forgetting that it's there for you. And that's, that's what the shedding and remembering is. So with your breathwork clients, 
do you guide people to that place where they can discover it for themselves? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my breathwork clients, actually, I, almost all of them, they have all said that they have like tapped into something that they've never tapped into before. Um, or like they've just gone to a really quiet place that they're just have never been before either. Mm. I, I, I know that like, once you, you breathe and get to the point where you are in your body, like in your subconscious and your body, you, your body's going to give you whatever you need at the time. Like sometimes people will receive like, um, like a release in their body. Like they might cry or they might get angry. Um, but some people experience absolutely like just nothingness. And I truly believe that's what they need because I like inquired, I'm like, what is your normal life? Like, and if their normal life is like constant, like this constant narrative of everything in their mind and it doesn't stop, the body will be like, it's a time for a break and just makes everything really silent for them. The body's still moving stuff, but the mind doesn't know. That's just, it's, it's just such a, such a cool, uh, cool experience. Right. Like you already know. Right. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, there's nothing like it. And like, like after experiencing like, um, learning how to, to do like somatic healing with the breath work now as well, it's become next level. Right. So like for an example, like when you were saying, um, wanting to do that surrender, right? And you're saying that your doer was constantly wanting to do, constantly wanting to do, right? So with the somatic healing, we'd go and find your your doer that's in your body because it's not you, it's just a little part of you, right? It's a part, right? And it's a part that got created probably in your childhood or teenage years to protect you. Right. And that, that probably did serve its purpose back then, because you had, when you were young, you have to get your needs met somehow. Right. And it's actually really smart and really uh, beautiful that that actually does happen so that you do get your needs met in whatever capacity you can from whoever you're trying to get your needs met by. But like as an adult, as you go into an adulthood and you don't have uh, caregivers anymore, right, that you depend on, this becomes now your responsibility, right? And your your part doesn't realize that you don't have caregivers anymore and that you're the one that is caregiving yourself. And the part will still try and protect you every time, every time it comes up. It's like, no, this when this happens, this happens, and I can't let that happen to you. It's so beautiful. It's, it's been protecting you this whole time this like little part of Josh so how we make this part part of you instead of it just being a separate piece that we're trying to like shove down or beat up tell to go away we love it Mm. we bring it into us we love it 
and then it stops being so loud. That's the opposite of what I was trying to do a few years ago mm-hmm. with the mindset stuff I was doing. I, I was, I was, the doer was actually learning all those skills so it could do more. <laughs> And then it got more powerful, but it actually created a separation inside me mm-hmm. where I couldn't access my heart anymore because I was so doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was yesterday morning, um, to your point, um, I wrote down protectors because that's what my doer is, right? It's protecting. Mm-hmm. It was like protectors. Um, are the, I can't remember the phrasing. It was like, protectors love me the most. And I, it was like this new insight, new understanding of, oh, it's not, those aren't the bad parts that need to go away. Those, yeah. those are the, the most loving parts inside of me, trying so hard to, to keep me from feeling that hurt again. So, um, I would love to hear, so you talked about forgiveness, you talked about anger and writing letters. Mm -hmm. Um, is this kind of a practice you do by yourself? Do you have support? Do you have coaches? Do you have friends? Do you have groups? Like what, what does this look like for you? Yeah. Um, well, um, I, I, ha- I do have a coach, right? She's um, been with me since January, right? So it was like perfect timing for me to find her in my life, like right before the forest, right before a practicum. And she really has um, helped me like put all of my scattered my scattered because I didn't know what to do because I was so I was so traumatized by what happened right and so many times I've been able to get myself out of it myself when I've had trauma happen and this time I just couldn't Mm. I was just so underground Mm. I needed to have like a like a stable part in my life that was always the same and could just let me give me the tools to like give me start making a new um what's it called uh a new um track a new making a new track right like you're you're in like the forest and you're trying to make a brand new um trail a new Mm -hmm. trail right? right and so i was in the forest with no trails lost pretty much like in december right i'd i still like was quite underground and I, I knew I wanted to get better and I knew that I couldn't like be like that anymore. Right. I needed, I needed to sleep again and I, <laughs> I needed to function more. Right. And so she was like my, like, I guess like my compass, right. Mm. Having someone that had a regulated nervous system guiding me. Right. And at the time I didn't have like my family or anyone that I had support really from. Right. So having someone that was always there, like once a week, that was always the same. Right. And 
had the tools and was where I wanted to be as well. So I, I, it took me a while to trust her, but once I trusted her, I was like, okay, this is, this is it. And Mm. I just, I did all of the work. And then also like being in pause, having Sam as a mentor in that capacity as well was so incredible too. So I felt like I had her as a coach, but not like a direct coach, but as kind of like an extender of where I could possibly be someday, right? Like as like a nervous system, as a career, like et cetera, right? And I just, I I removed a lot of the people that were affecting my nervous system in the wrong way too. Like some friends were not great friends. We said goodbye. And I just kept on making better and better friends that were more aligned with me, that were interested in the same things as me. And it's just like snowballed now. And now I feel like I have quite strong trails in my forest Mm. of where to go, how to keep my nervous system um, regulated, how to keep myself in alignment. If I'm not in alignment now, I'm like, okay, let's figure this out. Like I can feel it. I can, I can immediately like get into my body, know what kind of emotion it is. Right. And I do the somatic, uh, somatic, um, healing with my breath work a lot now, even for myself, it's, it's gone leaps and bounds. It's amazing because I feel that like as a practitioner, if you are not embodying what you're doing, like, I don't think that that's someone to be trusted. If you are not currently um, breathing once a week, if you're a breathwork facilitator, if you're not breathing with other people once a week and, or uh, if you are doing somatics and not having someone do somatics with you, when you have something come up, like it's not really much of an embodiment. And how are you able to hold space for someone else when your nervous system's not regulated? Mm. Right. I think that it's, it's my responsibility now to take care of me first and make sure that I'm in alignment first before I touch, even touch my business, touch anyone else. It's my number one priority now. Yeah, it sounds like you've developed such a beautiful relationship with the modality that you provide to others, which says so much. Because um, I did have those experiences with, in practicum, you could feel a difference, right? With the people that were being breathed regularly, or if they were just doing the breathing, you know, the facilitation, there was an energetic, um, noticeable energetic feeling to mm-hmm. to the people that had bought into the modality. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. Definitely. And uh, there's one more thing I wanted to say with, uh, with, I think I've lost it. It was about that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. But yeah. So, so question if it comes back then we'll we'll go there um have you recorded yourself and then breathed yourself through the audio Mm -hmm. i have yeah okay so i did that maybe two months ago Mm -hmm. and at first the idea of doing it felt like vulnerable it was like ah i don't i don't want to hear this (laughs) that's so crunchy yeah (laughs) Yeah. 
And then I, I started to breathe or, you know, I had my earphones in and I was, I was um, just laying there and I was feeling and listening to this guy's voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so safe. Mm -hmm. And because other people have told me, I feel so safe with you. And I was mm -hmm. like, and I started to experience and it was like out of body kind of thing because it wasn't me doing it, but it was me doing it. Mm -hmm. But I just, and I recommended it to like all these people. I was like, you guys, you got to do this because you need to know what others are experiencing <laughs> when they experience you. Yeah. And also the other thing that I learned was, I mean, it's a good feedback tool of like, oh, I can do this better. Let me work on this. But it was also, I was like, oh my gosh, it, it built confidence in my own skills because mm -hmm. I got to experience me and I felt safe. I felt, um, the cueing was right on point, like not in a cocky way, but just like a, uh, oh my gosh, there, there's a gift here. And, and I want to share that gift. So. I love that so much. That's so cool. I love that. Yes. I have a similar experience with that, but I did it like when I was in practicum because we were recording so many times then. And the reason why I did it is because like my coach at the time, like my coach, right. She was trying to really encourage me to post my videos of myself, like to promote, promote my, my business. And I had a huge block about being seen. Mm -hmm. Like it was paralyzing a block that I had. Mm -hmm. I did not want to be, I wouldn't even do barely zoom when we were doing our practicum, I wouldn't even do zoom ones. I did most of mine in person because mm. I didn't want to be recorded. Cause I had this thing about like, not like not wanting to see myself. Mm. Right. I'm, I'm like looking at myself in the mirror or looking at myself in, um, on video or in pictures. And that is actually a trauma response as well. Now that I, I, I'm, uh, like observer of this now it, mm. it, that was a trauma response of not wanting to be seen mm. and so one of the things I did is I watched my rewatched my videos that were that were we recorded for practicum and I did it with me to like because I didn't want to look at myself at the time I was just like doing the the breathing and I kind of did it like by an accident but I, I breathed myself mm. just by trying <laughs> not wanting to watch myself do it but like the feeling your own medicine that way or your own transmission is really cool mm -hmm. you like when I did it on myself I could I could because you can't really feel your own softness right because you're you're putting it out right mm -hmm. so I could feel my own softness I could feel my own safety and I could feel like the transmission of my voice and I'm like oh this is like cool like this is what <laughs> people because they wouldn't believe like I'm like oh yeah they're, I, whenever people would compliment me I'm like oh whatever oh whatever you know I wouldn't I wouldn't take it receive it fully right. you know in my heart I would just be like mm, no that's like no those are not for me compliments are not for me like etc and so that was part of my healing is to mm -hmm. to watch myself <laughs> facilitate and then go along with it right so I thought that was really cool that you brought it up it's just so neat how things are in the field oh. and people just 
they're doing the same things, even though like they're miles apart from each other. Yeah. I just think it's so cool. <laughs> it's, it's called something resonance, morphic resonance. That's what it's called. Oh. Yeah, it's a real thing. Huh. Mm -hmm. It's like the example of like, you know, that that guy that like ran ran that race and he did it like in four minutes mm -hmm. and then no one else had ever done it before but then like the next year a whole bunch of other people started doing it yeah. it's like once once it's in the field it's available for everybody okay okay that's good that's that's useful for me because there's some big ideas i have that aren't actually out there or mm -hmm. that i'm not aware of them mm -hmm. being out there and i'm like mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody will want this but it keeps coming up. And so I'm like, what if, and the belief is that nobody wants this. And I just flipped it. And I was like, what if a thousand people want it and they just don't know it exists yet. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you shared that, that, that now that's so normal that people are trying to, the four minute mile is the, is the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the standard. So yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And with, with the morphic residents too, that is, why people get the same ideas for um, inventions at the same time, mm. even though they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. Or also when you look at like the animal world or nature, like you see how like birds and those huge flocks and yep. they just they like do that called meandering or something. They just fly all together. That's also called like morphic resonance as well. Yeah. Cause in the field that turn where they're going, even though, they're doing it all exact same time. Same with fish, all exact fish. same time. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy when the fish do it and they're darting and it's just yeah. like precise. It's in the field. Huh. They're tapping into something and we can tap into it too. That's the magic. It is the magic. That's what I was talking about. That it's up above, below, it's beside, it's uh, near, it's far, it's in you, it's in you, it's it, in me, everything. Huh. That's what that is. It's, in, it's the field. So I'll share this. Um, I think it was during, I think it was before our program started. I was, um, so the pro, the uh, cohort before us, they were in their practicum. And that was when I was diving into um, breathwork. And I signed up like every single day with different people. Mm -hmm. I probably breathed a hundred times in, I don't know, 90 days. It was like, I was not a trauma informed breather like I was <laughs> going for it you know I didn't know anything about it I was just like I guess I'll do it again tomorrow you know yeah but one of those experiences I we did the session and then um they you know woke me back up whatever and I opened my eyes and I looked out the window and there was we have a pine tree out front mm -hmm. and I could see it's hard for me to describe it, but it was the grid. It was the energetic grid mm -hmm. and I could yeah. see it. And it was so clear to me that it is always here, but that I just couldn't see it. And it lasted for maybe 90 seconds where I visibly could see it. And I was just mm -hmm. like, holy shit, look at this, you know? And so I feel like that's what you're, now you've given me a name for it. Yeah. Yes. It's like peekaboo. <laughs> Yeah, I love like little glimmers like that. Uh, yeah, I think that's so cool. So cool. Every time it happens, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah the little the little gifts along the way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so back to your did i call them practices with the anger mm, and with the forgiveness mm -hmm. so is it a lot of work that you're just doing by yourself through journaling and just sitting with it and feeling into it and like, can you kind of talk a little bit about your practice? Okay. Um, for my anger, for the forgiveness or for the anger, for the forgiveness. Well, um, the forgiveness came first and then I processed more like the real anger afterwards. It was like hiding in there. I'm not sure if that's the way it's supposed to go, but that's how it happened for me. Sure. Like I let go of like the, like the daily rage I had for what happened. And I just, it was gone. It was, it was, I didn't feel it anymore. And I was like, oh, what a relief. This is great. And uh, well, real quick, let me, yeah. what, what did it look like to let go? Like, what did that? Um, it was literally like, I woke up one time and it was just gone. That's what it looked like. It was just like there one day and then gone the next day. So you didn't do like any pushing against a wall or screaming into a pillow or. Um, not that time. No, no, I did not do any of that. Then I did like the, I did like my, like a, my coach asked me to write a rage letter. Mm. So I wrote a rage letter um, when I was ready. It took me like a month to do it. Okay. And um, then a forgiveness letter um, to the, to everyone that I felt that had wronged me, right? Or one the ones that were like running in my mind over and over again. Um, but like the actual like anger that I had been suppressing came out in June. I went to a retreat mm. in Vernon, BC. And I live in British Columbia in Canada. And Vernon's like probably like four hour drive, like into like the mountains. And this retreat was insane like <laughs> it was it was and that's something I put myself like I put myself out there when things show up for me I'm like okay this this must might be for me and then if it works out then it's for me so whenever I have opportunities or things that come up and I get like a little like a like a a, a ping right mm -hmm. I'm like oh, this okay this is one for me but then sometimes if I don't get a ping then I won't go do that thing so this one was a ping and like my friends that had met the person that was running it. So they said, you have to go to this. Like, this is going to be next level for us. So I went and we did, um, it was quite like a, there's a lot of like, um, they had Aboriginal elders there, mm. which was so amazing. It was, uh, they're, they were there for like to be space holders and also to bring their own medicine. Right. And they did a, a bear medicine ceremony and uh brushing mm. right for it was like 150 people at this retreat and during this it was like a meditation like a guided meditation but over the loudspeaker they had um a, a bear a bear making noises so a bear like grunting growling breathing really heavy like it was just like it sounded like it was like <laughs> like this and like grunting and stuff right it sounded like not like super angry but it was it was like more like it the sound it would make if it was telling you to go away mm. or if it was like rustling around for food you know and 
it just let it go over and over on a loop over the loudspeaker. And I, I was like doing breath work while we were doing this meditation. And I had the most intense, intense meditation of my life. Like eventually mm. the, the bear noise has turned hypnotic and like the, the bear medicine is one of ba strong boundaries. Mm. Like the bear has one of the most strongest boundaries of the animal kingdom. Like it gives, tells you where you're allowed, where you're not allowed in its life. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't cross it. Right. And that is one of the, the main things why humans have anger is to show you where someone else is crossing your boundary to keep you safe. Right. And so when that's suppressed, your boundaries can be completely railroaded or you might not have any, right. Or know where, where your, your boundaries are and someone else ends like where that, where your, where your separation is. Right. And so I had this intense, like fireball of rage that I felt in my, my gut, in my tummy came up and I was like, Whoa, what's this? I was like, so angry. I looked my hands and fists and I was like, pissed, right? You know, like, <laughs> like pissed. Right. And I was like, nothing was happening besides me just experiencing this in my body. And I was like, okay, well, let's go. Let's figure, let's find out what this guy has to say. So I just, I'm like, all right, like, come on, like, let's go. And I started breathing deeper into it. And <laughs> by the end of it, I was like, we we're sitting in chairs during this meditation. I was on the ground in the front row with my hands on the ground. Cause I needed, <laughs> needed the support, but I didn't want it to let this part go. Cause I knew what this was. I knew where it was from. And I knew that it had to get processed then. Right. And my friend was beside me. I had a friend on each side of me. I was so supported there. It was mm. so incredible. Mm. Right. And, um, one of them sat down on the floor beside me. She like, well, just made sure I was okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. But I was like breathing and I was like, whew, this is like a lot. And I was like, just feeling that anger, letting the anger be in my body. I had like almost blood in my hands from my nails, just holding onto my fists so tight. And um, I started like trembling. Like I had a full body release and I was shaking so hard. I couldn't stop. I thought like, is there an earthquake? Is it the ground or is it me? Right. <laughs> and I was just shaking, 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 shaking. And it was so neat. We were in this massive building. that had like, these big garage doors, right. That were to the outside. And, um, it was like an, an, an Aboriginal center. It was shaped like a, like a, like a, like a hut. It was so oh. beautiful, so beautiful. And the garage doors are open and the, near the end of my meditation, when like, I just started just bawling, just bawling, this massive release. It started pouring outside thunder, thunder and lightning started happening. I'm like, did I do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the same time I started crying. I was like, wow, you cannot make this stuff up. Like, <laughs> oh man. So then after, after the meditation, I got brushed right by the, by the elders, right. Oh, yeah. They brushed all that energy off me. They used like Eagle feathers, right. It was so beautiful. And then I went outside and just touched a tree mm. and stood in the rain. I was like, Oh, it was so cleansing. And, but then that's when my anger got unlocked because I had been suppressing it. And then I, now okay. I took, it took me a couple months to like learn how to manage it because yeah. it would come out. Like yeah. a little bit too much sometimes like, whoa, who's that? <laughs> but yeah, now it's, 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 I feel like it's healed. 
it feels really like complete and the anger feels good in my body now. So when it comes up, I know it's there to, for a reason, right? So I just, I started letting myself be a lot more vulnerable. So when something like bothers me, I just, I'll just say it right away. Mm. Right. I'll like start saying like the, the quiet things now, because now I know when I have anger, it's not getting pushed down. It's just coming up like gently. And I'm mm. like, okay, okay. Yes. I know, I know what this is for and I know why. Right. It just feels so amazing being so much more in touch with, with my body. Right. It's, it's, I'm so grateful. And I, like, I wake up now, like when I wake up in the morning, like I'm happy and I feel great right away. Mm. And so when something's off now, I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to deal with this right now because that peace feels so freaking good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So can you see yourself doing a retreat? Like, um, hosting something like that? Oh, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. I'm, I've been asked to like facilitate a few retreats. I have one coming up um, in October for, for like a client she's hired me, mm. um, but like to actually um, to put one on myself, I would love, that'd be so cool. It's definitely on my vision board. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, I felt that even before breath work that I would love to do retreats Mm-hmm. And so to hear, like, there's no right, right or wrong retreat. It's really just the environment. It's the community. It's the intention. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the breath does the work, or the meditation, um, or the bear sounds. Bear medicine. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or brushing like that. Wow. And you had so was anyone else doing breath work during the meditation? Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, I, there was like a, I was literally in my own world. Uh. Um, it wasn't guided breath work. Like the, the man that was running it, he was doing like a guided meditation, but he, I, he wasn't reading off everything. It was literally like just a channel. Right. Cause I was watching him at first. I'm like, okay, I could tell he was just channeling whatever needed to come through for us. Mm. And I was on the very front row, so I couldn't see anyone behind me. And I literally, once I started like really getting into my body, I wasn't paying attention to anything else. So I don't know what else everyone else experienced, but I, I experienced something like, whew, like on another level for that one. And it was exactly what I needed. Like I needed to get that rage um, processed and out and in me. Mm. Right. Instead of just pushing it down, right. It was definitely holding me back in so many different aspects, especially like, even like with, um, like dealing with, with other men, like after what had happened last summer, um, I was quite afraid of men. Mm. Right. And there was a lot of men at that retreat who Mm. were safe Mm. and it was really neat, really neat to see. Right. And it was like a different kind of environment. So yeah, it was very healing. Yeah. Wow. And just the divine timing of having the men there, you know, perfectly. Mm -hmm. And, and even for them, it sounds like the men had the Eagle feathers, right? Were there women there? No, the women were the elders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool too. Yeah. 
thank you for like this has been such a enriching like i feel so full just like experiencing you and your stories and your just your light your life it's just such a gift so thank you for all of that thank you josh i'd love to hear um how people like how you're using your gifts and how can people get in touch with you what anything that you want to share sure um well what i've been doing right now is i'm doing in-person group sessions in vancouver in canada where i live um i also like in october i'm being fly flow flown to a retreat so i'm facilitating at a retreat there so i can travel as well um i also offer like virtual one-on-one um sessions and i'm going to be actually launching a brand new offering um coming out next week it is like my baby. I've been working on it for a while Mm. and it's going to be an eight week container. Um, one-on-one with me for, we're going to be doing like breath work and somatic healing together. Right. And as well as other exercises that I have personally used and known to get myself like unstuck right? If anyone has been stuck many times in their life, it has been me like completely frozen, either like in relationships or with like money blocks or not. Sometimes I haven't even been able to get out of bed at some points. Right. Mm. So there's so many different aspects of where you can be stuck in your life. And in this eight weeks, we're going to be focusing on getting you moving again. Mm. Right. And so I've called it the vital upgrade, right? Because my company is called Vital Breath. Mm-hmm. So this one's the vital upgrade upgrade to uh, get yourself moving and getting like your, your baseline to one that you feel happy most of the time, right? Because like with having your baseline at like a, a positive emotion, Right. Have you ever heard of like Abraham Hicks, like scale of all of her emotions of what, like the lowest one and the highest one. Have Mm. you ever looked at that before? It's very interesting. So you, where, where her emotional scale is, right. Is that I believe that like, like hopelessness and grief are at the bottom and the very top is gratitude and love. Right. And you have to experience each emotion to get up to the next Mm. one. Right. I love that. Right. And so you have to go through each one. And once you're there, you're like, you'll get closer to the higher one and get closer to the higher one. So to find out what your baseline is, like for mine, my baseline is usually like at love. Right. Right. But even just getting yourself to courage, right. That's getting yourself out of anger, out of, um, the other one, out of anger, out of, um, like just, uh, like there's one that's like just neutral, right? And the next one's courage and it goes up from there. It's like happiness and joy. Um, but yeah, so finding out what your exact baseline is, like where you sit at and then using somatics and breath work mm. to bring in your parts that are keeping you at those lower lower frequencies or lower vibrations. It's like 
it's worked so amazing to, for me. And like, I've been through quite a bit in my life. Like I've experienced my, like one of my parents passing away. I've been through a divorce. Um, like, uh, <laughs> I've had, I've had chronic pain. Like I still am living with a disability. Um, and yeah, and other traumatic things. And if I can get on the other side of all of this, I really believe that anyone can, right. As long as you you show up for yourself, take some action, right? Even if you don't do all the action, take some action, right? And have someone in your life that is that like stable one that doesn't move and doesn't change, mm. right? Because then you know that when you reach out, you're going to get your needs met and it'll, 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 it'll relax your nervous system the more that you do that. Right. As I used to believe that I could only do it all alone. Like I was like, I would Island myself and like, I mm -hmm. figured it out myself, but now I don't, I know I can't, like, I know that's not, I can, but it's not the best for me. And it was mm -hmm. actually just a coping mechanism that I would do. I would isolate myself or Island. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to figure this out myself instead of reaching out for help. And that's like the main like theme that I've learned now is that it's okay to reach out for help because you will be met by the right people. Right. And you will be like received, like your bid for um, help can be taken by someone else. As long as you're reaching out to the right person. Ooh, there's so much there. I was, I was just thinking of, um, so I signed up with a session with you during your practicum hours. Mm -hmm. And I just remember the amount of safety you, you were constantly reminding me. And I, and I was just like, and it wasn't like overdoing it, but it was just like pumping in that safety. And I was just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. flooded with safety everywhere around me. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it speaks to what you've overcome. Mm -hmm. and understanding the value, the, the importance of that, that safety for, you know, you had to go because you went through it all came out the other side, you, you know, how to, to provide that, that safe space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very intuitive too. Like some people, they need more love than the mm -hmm. safety because they already have the safety. It really depends on where they're at. Right. Mm -hmm. And when, when I'm breathing someone or when I'm, when I'm doing like, like a somatic work with them, I actually like will track their system. I can feel where it's sitting in their body, in my body. Even like if someone's in Portugal, it's so neat. Like I, wow. when I've, when I've been breathing them, I'm like, okay, I can, I could like feel something like in my shoulder or I could feel something in my tummy. And I'm like, is this there? They're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, like let's let this move. And when it's, when it's dislodging, even though they're not making any facial expressions, I know when it is, hmm. it's so cool. Right. I get like super sweaty when I'm doing it too. It's like really like. <laughs> <laughs> You're working. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool to have identified the gift and now understanding how to use it mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it Josh like I am so glad I didn't give up mm. I am so glad 
because <sighs> like old me, old Christine, she didn't know it could be this good. Mm. And it hasn't even gotten as good as it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a mic drop phrase, but is there anything you want to leave the audience? You know, anything, any final words that you just really want to hammer home? that you do not need to hold it all yourself that it's safe to put some things down and you don't have to do it alone you were speaking to me right then weren't you <laughs> 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 I felt it. Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now and see you in the next episode.